Hey everyone, this is Jason Shappert, and you're listening to the Private Pilot Podcast by M0A.com, where a good pilot is always learning. So even I make mistakes sometimes. Hey everyone, Jason Shappert here, M0A.com, joined by the love of my life, Magda. Hi everyone. Magda is joining me. If you're watching this, uh, we're waving at you. If you're just listening to this, well, we're still waving at you. Uh, Welcome to the Private Pilot Podcast brought to you by our number one rated online ground school. Just rolling out. Many of our customers are already in it. Uh, Many of you, it's rolling out to now m0a.com so you can check in on that and get the latest updates. Sweetheart, the 31 Day Safer Pilot Challenge is done. Pretty exciting stuff. And you know what, Missouri Nation? You, your message was heard loud and clear. If you look at the playlist, every video that had Magda in it just did better. It got more comments. It got more views. I, I don't I don't know what it is. What is it about you, sweetheart? Is it, It's the accent, huh? Yeah, right. You know what the best part was? How many times did people ask if you're from Poland, right? Everybody said, oh, your accent and your name. You must be from Poland. She's not from Poland. It's not even close, actually. It's like 230 degrees south west. Well, 230 is a southwest heading. So, I mean, there's a lot of talent (laughs) happening over here. A little CRM action. Anyways. Hey, what we wanted to chat about with you all here today is we wanted to expand on the video that we spoke about titled Even Jason Makes Mistakes, where Magda and I shared, Magda did most of the sharing, about a story where I wanted to fly to the Miami Boat Show and we never made it to the Miami Boat Show. We never even left Ocala because of just so much that was going on. I know many of you have seen that video already. Repetition is the mother of skill. Uh, Magda, I'm gonna give it to you to kind of share that story. I know you have some great notes too that you wanna really share. Uh, So we can work through and what we didn't get to share, we wanted that to be a quick video, obviously, and it's it's tough, yes. short attention spans we deal with, um, but and that's not a that's not a knock on anybody. It's just the data says people want quick, short, to the point videos. These podcasts allow us to expand further on these ideas. So let's share that story again. We can share more detail this time, and, and not only with through sharing more detail, we can also get into some more teaching points. So yes. let's let's take it away. Yeah, so um, basically we started the day, it was on a Friday, Jason uh, wanted to take the day off, so we started the day behind already. Uh, We wanted, we said this limiting belief of being at the airport at a certain time when we had to be nowhere, nobody was waiting for us, and we just said that limiting belief you never have to be anywhere in aviation but boy did i want to be at the miami boat show still haven't been to the boat show i still don't own a boat that's a problem if you think i should be able to buy a boat put it in the comments for me because i i need some support anyways continue the story that was that was a side note (laughs) yeah so we were getting ready we were at the house we had guests with us 
um, you know, when you have people at the house, we talk, we make a coffee and the time passes by and, and we just, Jason just got a phone call and he had to be at the office before going to the airport. So we kind of packed in a rush, uh, had all of us to the, to the office and then you forget why we had to be at the office. There's a little fire to put out at the office. Yes. It wasn't like we're going to the office to like say hi to everybody. There was some issues that we had to handle. And that's, you know, the, the not so glamorous side of leadership sometimes. Absolutely. Yes. And then from the office, uh, Jason was not in the best big state. We had to go to the bank and at the bank, I will pass it to you. What happened? Bank drive throughs contract general contractors hear me out on this i need you to start building bigger bank drive-throughs i know real estate is precious everything else but i am in my new to me car basically at this time mm -hmm. um and for some reason they want to put a curb in the middle of the drive-through on the way out i'm kind of in a grumpy mood anyways after the fire i had to put out at the office i turn out of the bank drive through a little bit too early and you just hear the rim meet that concrete curb and it was one of those where don't even bother getting out of the car to look you just you know it's good so just drive away jason you just, you just, so i am already a little grumpy i'm now mad i just rimmed my car my new to me car so i'm a little frustrated and now we're gonna head to the airport and go fly 350 miles down to miami yeah but the story continues and it adds to more uh to these external pressures so we get to the airport with guests and the at that time we're flying the technum yep and it was sitting outside. Well, it was, wasn't just sitting outside. It was, they were building, had just started building the new FBO and they were just mm -hmm. in, they had to demo the old FBO first. So it was in the middle of that demo and just demo is dirty. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there was dust everywhere. Mm -hmm. My airplane was parked very close to the demolition for whatever reason mm -hmm. and was covered in this just film of dirt and dust and debris and it hadn't been sitting but a day or two. It just happened to be there next to demo day and the wind was blowing the wrong way. The airplane was filthy and all I could think of was all this dust and my fuel system. And I'm literally cleaning the airplane before I even feel comfortable to go fly the airplane. It's got this weird black dots. I couldn't scrape off it. The airplane mm -hmm. is just dirty. On top of that, one of our guests being a non-aviation guest is walking around the airplane. Airplanes are cool. It's fine. I'm doing the pre-flight. If you can see the Technum, the landing gear on the Technum, the gear doors kind of stick out a little bit. They hit their shin on the gear door. So now I've got a bloodied passenger. The FBO is not really open. They're kind of running a makeshift FBO because they knocked yes. down the old terminal building. I'm like, we need Band-Aids. I, I, thankfully, I always keep a first aid kit in the airplane. We're, we're using the first aid kit for somebody who hit their shin on, a, on the landing gear. So I've got a dirty airplane, a bloody passenger, rimmed the car, not exactly in the most peak state. And I'm trying to go to the Miami Boat Show. And you are forgetting a big part too. What's that? How about the the fuel? We thought the airplane was ready to go, fueled up, and you it was empty. It was empty. So one of those days. Yes, everything was adding up, yeah. and and more pressure, more unnecessary um, added factors, and we were putting ourselves in that situation too. Yes. It, it, it was not a good state mm -hmm. to be in. So I'm calling for fuel, everything else. Finally, yes. 
we get in the airplane for whatever reason. And if you're listening to this, you're probably going, why did you do that, mm -hmm. Jason? And that is where, I don't know if it's where the hazardous attitudes start to sneak in here. Um, yes. I, I don't know what it is. Yes. And it's so funny. I, as a professional aviation educator, like, and this goes for anybody, how many of you out there spot the problems right now and going, why'd you get in the airplane, Jason? But when you're in that situation, it's tough to make that. And this 10,000 hours, this is what I do for a living. Yes. But how many of you can relate to this? How much easier is it to spot the problem with your friend? Well, I know why you can never get a boyfriend because you do this, this, and this. I know why you can't keep a job because you do like, you can spot the problems in everybody else's lives. But sometimes it's so hard to spot the problems in your own lives, right? I mean, is that is that not true? Who's a Who out there is a professional mm -hmm. problem spotter? but can't spot the problem in their own yes, lives. Yes, it know? is. It is so interesting how we are all experts in minimizing our negative problems, yet we are so quick at magnifying every, everybody else's problems. And we can see it, non-pilots, we can see it too. You beautifully said, maximizing other problems, minimizing our problems. I don't know. Five hazards attitudes, macho, resignation, impulsivity, invulnerability, anti-authority. Okay, private pilots, let me just teach for a second because that might be a new phrase, that might be a new thing for you and then we'll see which ones I have. Mm -hmm. So a macho hazardous attitude. Uh, macho hazardous attitude usually starts with the phrase, watch this. That's a macho hazardous attitude. Resignation, resignation is, you guys remember Seinfeld? Did Seinfeld ever, I don't wanna tell everybody where you're really from, but did Seinfeld make it to your end of the world and that didn't make it? Um, growing up, no Seinfeld? No Seinfeld for us. Seinfeld, George Costanza, right? He's the ultimate resignation character. Oh, what's the use? Oh, why bother? That's that's resignation. I can't fix anything. I can't, I can't fix this situation, so why bother? That's resignation. Um, impulsivity. I don't care what you do, just do something now. That's an impulsive, uh, hazardous attitude. Um, invulnerability. Accidents, those only happen to people on TV. That's not gonna, that can't happen to me. Anti-authority, eh, those rules don't apply to me. Right, those are some common phrases we utter before those. So let, let's work through it here. I feel, what do you guys feel we had, right? Let, let us know, you can put it in the comments. Mm -hmm. We read every single comment, YouTube, Facebook, if you're watching yes. this or if you're listening to this on iTunes. Uh, some impulsivity, right? Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely, yes. I just wanted to get there. I just And you'll see more impulsivity uh, kick into this uh, as well. As embarrassing as it is to admit, there's a little invulnerability in there. Like, yes. If one of you sent in a support ticket or called the office or hopped on a live chat with any of our team members and said, this is the situation, Jason, I, I scratched my rim. I had, you know, a fire to put out at the office. Not literally, but you know what I mean. We all have that sort of stuff in our lives sometimes. Uh, the airplane was filthy. They didn't have fuel in it. A uh, passenger cut themselves uh, on, the, on the landing gear door. If you sent this in as a support ticket, I would say to you, hey, Joe, don't go flying that day. Mm-hmm. Right, but maybe there's a little invulnerability there where, oh, it can't happen to me. But that's exactly when people end up hurting themselves. Yes, absolutely. But the positive of this experience that we had is that what a lesson, a lesson to me, I'm not a certificated pilot yet. I, I fly a lot with Jason and I learn a lot, but I don't have my certificate yet. Um, but also a great 
experience uh, of as a pilot for you uh, the the hum the humble attitude that oh. you had that day. It's really. I really admire that, and I really appreciate it. Well, let's not jump. Let's not jump yes, to the. Let's not jump to the conclusion right. here. Let's kind of work to continue the story, if we can. So we hopped in the airplane, and you started. Tried to start the airplane. Tried to start the airplane is the is the key buzzword there. And I I don't know if you all have ever seen the Technum, but the Technum is a multi-engine aircraft. It's it's not known for its great air conditioning, so. You have to close all the doors because the engines, it's a high wing multi-engine plane. The engines crank right next to you. So you have to close all the doors on start. It turns into a greenhouse. It has two skylights. I mean, that airplane gets so hot. You've heard me tell stories about this before. When I, the first time in the Technum, we use the phrase, this sounds like the start of the NTSB report. This is the second time we had to say that in the same airplane. Um, We're sweating. And I try to start the engine, follow the procedures, give it some fuel, try to start it. And it's just, you hear the starter, everything's engaging, the prop is spinning, but nothing's clicking over. No big deal. Let's try the other side. We try the other side. It is just nothing is working. I am sweating. I am getting so frustrated. I try the other engine. I am priming this thing. Now I'm thinking like engine fire on start procedures. I'm throwing so much fuel at this thing, trying to get it started. Yes. And... We were all sweating, we're getting hungry, and we just wanted to be there. Uh, And you know one of these moments in life that either you make a decision or a decision is made for you. Wow. I had a decision made for me. It came in the it came in the form of you putting your hand on my yes, shoulder. Yes, yeah. So here I was. Uh the you know, I flew with Jason a lot and Normally, he's in a very good state of mind. He passes the I'm safe checklist very, very easy. That day, it was completely the opposite. He was frustrated. His body language was telling me everything. Um, He just wanted to be there and in a rush. And I was getting so uncomfortable that honestly... I was thinking, I just want to get out of this airplane. Wow. And then it was the moment that I thought, wait a second, I should speak up because I, if I feel this way, probably the guest, everybody's feeling the same Everyone way. Everyone feels that tension. Yes. And I am there sweating, trying to crank this airplane up. I don't know how long we really went for. I just know... Magda, you were sitting in the back seat. Yeah, so I it was getting at that point that I just couldn't take it anymore. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm speaking up. And I it doesn't matter what happens next. But I remember I put my left arm on your shoulder and I said, baby, it's time to apply what you teach. Literally said that. To practice what you preach or apply yes. what you teach. I can't remember how you said we, it. But. And we don't have to be anywhere in aviation. And at that moment, I, I was scared of the reaction. But what a lesson for me because you taught me that the cockpit is a safe place for me to speak up, for to ask questions. That is such... I, I am thankful for the humility I had. That's not always the case, right? I'm thankful for whatever came over to me to say, 
you're right. And maybe mm-hmm. it was using that exact phrase of practice what you teach because that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I thought, whoa, she is so right. And I literally stopped for a second, shut everything down, opened up the door and said, sorry, we're not going to the Miami yes. Boat Show. We're driving if you really want to be there that bad. And we got out of the airplane. We didn't fly that day. Nope. No, we un- unpacked and um, everybody. Another point that I want to emphasize here that it's very important. We had guests yes. expecting to be there. Wow. How about the external pressure of, wow, what are my guests going to, going to think? How many of you have a friend that wants to? wants you to take them flying and wow. the weather is bad and and one day the airplane is not in a condition to 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 fly and you just feel this external pressure and you're just wondering my friend wow. is going to think i don't even have a license a certificate <laughs> yeah. so it's the external pressure and also you were willing to listen in front of other people yes. when you are here the expert so Jason is over 10,000 hours now, and here I am, I'm not even a, a pilot, telling him what to do, yet he listened. But sometimes it takes that outsider perspective. And that's why the focus of this today needs to be, mm-hmm. Missouri Nation, have you given your co-pilots permission to speak up? Have you created a safe environment where they feel comfortable speaking up? Let me give you other examples. I, I want to give another boating example because I really want to boat really really bad if I didn't share that already. Have you ever been to the marina though and seen a husband and a wife trying to work as a team docking the boat? Have you ever been to a campground and seen a husband and wife trying to back the camper in the camp spot? Like you can see why spouses don't always feel so comfortable speaking up because sometimes the other spouse, you've seen couples fight at marinas before. You've seen couples fight at campgrounds before of this. Aviation needs to be a different place. Because the odds of getting hurt at the marina docking your boat or putting your camper in the campsite are low. But the odds of getting hurt in an airplane after you have that crummy state are pretty high. And some Mm -hmm. people might be scared because of previous experiences to even speak up. The phrase we use so much through 2020 and is an aviation mastery of the book is humble yourself in aviation or aviation will humble you. And she, she being aviation, has a really, really good way of, of, of doing that. And it's, it's scary. And team, nation, your passengers are just as much along for the ride as you are. They pay for your boneheaded decisions. Mm-hmm. They pay for your poor state that you live in. You can't, the quality of your life is the quality of the states you choose to live in. The quality of yes. your flying is the quality of the states you choose to live in. Absolutely. Another thing that I would like to emphasize is that help your non-pilots to understand what happens. Because the more knowledge that we have, the better and more informed support we can provide. We, we don't necessarily know exactly what happens or what it needs to happen all the time in order to have a safe flight. So we, we, I didn't know how much the weather was a factor until we really started sure. flying together. And 
all these unnecessary pressures that really play a strong role. Let us know, let your co-pilots know mm -hmm. so we can help you as well. So let, let's put the educational twist on that then. It's we love teaching through stories and you heard a story here that hopefully humbles you a little bit to go, whoa, if Jason can make a mistake, I could make a mistake too. And I hope that's the attitude and the approach you're mm -hmm. taking with this. And the, I, 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 that's why I share this with you. It's, it's slightly embarrassing to even have to admit it, but if it saves just one life, it's worth telling the story. And this story, by the way, was from maybe two years ago, not too terribly long ago. You think mm -hmm. like, oh, Jason yes. must be talking about when he was 18 years old. No, this was like two years ago. Still always learning. So Magda, let's take it a step further. Let's give mm -hmm. them the practical action steps here. We have now empowered our co-pilots to speak up, but how can we be an asset? How can the co-pilots be an asset to us in the cockpit? Let's talk about some things you and I do for the greater benefit of the mission, which is a safe flight. And let's just break it down from pre-flight to yes. engine running on the ground, cruise flight, landing. Yes. So let's start on the ground. I'm pre-flight in the airplane. What's typical for you? Yeah, so basically all the uh, pre-flight preparation, I, I help to do the walk around. Um, I help with the simple stuff that it... It provides the extra set of eyes, you, right? You call it simple stuff, but I remember very specifically, we did a surprise trip not too long ago. Uh, we went down to Disney just to grab dinner. We went to the Kissimmee Airport. And again, great, great service, yes. great things. We, we as humans make mistakes sometimes. And one of the line guys or line gals down there left the fuel mat we, we got in super, super late. We were at Disney right up till yes. it closed and we're coming out of there. And I always do my dummy check. Magda beat me to the dummy check and found those. I don't know if you've ever seen those, those fuel mats. They're the, mm -hmm. the big ones with a little hole in it so they can fuel and not get they, to protect your paint. And I appreciate that. They were busy. They were thinking about going home too, perhaps as well. They fueled it up. They left it there. Those things have to weigh 15, 20 yes. pounds. That would have been devastating to hit the tail on a, at a rotation speed. And Magda found it. So I think you're underselling your point when you call it the simple stuff, just the 15 pound mats that you pull off the top of the wing. Again, no, it's, it's I can't even blame the line guys. Like we're all human, human factors play into everything. So I, I think you're discounting it when you say the simple stuff, but you do so much. Yeah, right. So I basically look about, you know, making sure all the ropes are untied away so mm -hmm. they can't, uh, when we start the, the engine, they don't hit the uh, the aircraft. Can I add something? Yes. I, I remember, you know, co-pilots won't know to do these sort of things unless you, the pilots, teach them. I specifically remember, it's going to sound so nerdy, but you'll remember this too. I showed Magda how to untie the airplane mm -hmm. and how to properly coil the ropes up so they're not an issue. Because if you just tell someone to untie the airplane, they could untie the airplane, just leave the rope all across the ramp. And when you leave the rope all across the ramp, it's still close to the propeller. You could kick it up. It could hit the strut. It could do all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I, I always teach. We untie and we put it back in a coil right where it goes. And also, so its weight holds itself there for when we spin up the prop, we don't blast that rope back into somebody else or back into us as well. So it takes you, the pilot... Yes. Taking 30 seconds to teach something that you take for granted because you just learned it by watching your instructor do it. Or maybe you never learned it, but you go, oh, it's a good idea, Jason. Right. And you're learning this now to then go and share it. 
Yes, what really helped me, um, it was when Jason the first time showed it to me. So he did a very um, deep pre-flight, a slow, like kind of simplified it and went very, very slow and showed me everything. The chocks, that's the Mm. position you have the chocks and make sure you put them on the side so when we come in Mm -hmm. they are not on the way so we spent a good hour having fun but also showing me everything and and it really takes the pilot you guys to to take the time and make it fun make it um make it an experience so we remember and enjoy it and it goes beyond that even it goes Sweetheart, this starts back at the ground, uh, back at the house with an I'm safe checklist, even like yes. you, who knows you better than your spouse who can see the tiniest little hint of a mood mm-hmm. in you or hangry or emotions or stress from work or, or whatever it is that why not educate them about the power of the I'm safe checklist? So you have an accountability partner now in the I'm safe checklist. It's not just all up in Jason's head. I have somebody else who's going, yeah, you know, Jason, didn't you just have to take, you know, two Tylenol PMs because you had such a stuffy nose? Let me read this. Don't should not operate heavy machinery. By the way, you have a cold. Hey, I love you to death. But we're not going flying today. Like it's nice to have that versus, you know, especially myself. Maybe it's a, a macho hazardous attitude sneaks in. Oh, I'm fine. It's just a little cold. Don't you worry about it. I've made that mistake. Yes. Of going flying uh, with a cold. And you, that's a mistake you only make once. Yes. I want to add something else in here is that uh, the importance of the emotional state. Mm. So I personally... Uh, had a wonderful time driving from home to the airport because we had a couple minutes, a good drive. So I had Jason's attention for myself. And it was a fantastic time to inform him about my day, my uh, concerns, what was going on, and the non-important things. And guess what? What do you think? certain topics we're doing to Jason's emotional Mm. and mental state. Yeah. Because as, again, in our situation, as a, as a gentleman, what do we want to do when we hear problems and drama and solutions? I want to fix everything, right? So I go into fixing mode and I just want to sit here and fix everything and help diagnose her problems and understand why they're not fixed. And then I get worked up even just hearing about the stuff. And by the way, we're going to go hop in an airplane together. Yes. So really, for me to understand the power of the the emotions the the importance of the state of mind that you are getting in the cockpit How, what is the proper term the sterile sterile cockpit a sterile, a cockpit, sterile co- yes. cockpit how important and also knowing the critical phases of flight mm-hmm. let me know when we can talk can i i op- want to go back a point though a sterile cockpit starts in the drive out to the airport. The sterile cockpit starts at breakfast for the day you're going out to fly. Like, let's not bring the drama of, hey, you know, our kid just got suspended for three days from school and who's going to watch them and we're fighting about that or, you know, this kid brought home a D grade in calculus. Like, let's not drag the drama forward with this. We have to be looking in the future. We cannot... We cannot be flying our airplane forward looking out a rearview mirror. 
with this. That's a silly uh, analogy if yeah. you don't have a rearview mirror, but you get you get the analogy of you you are hurtling through the sky at 90 knots. You cannot take the burdens of the past with you. To get on a check ride soapbox for a second, this is how students fail check rides. They make one mistake. Gosh, forget check rides. This is how accidents happen. You make one mistake and you're still thinking about that mistake when you've already flown 30 miles. And you're thinking mm-hmm. of the mistake 30 miles ago. And guess what? When you're in a state of mind of mistakes, your subconscious is more receptive to that. And what do you make more of? You make more mistakes. Yes. Right? You, to, to your point, you know, you focus. We're talking about driving out there and being in a negative state. You focus on drama. What do you find in your life? You find what you look for. If I tell you to look around your room for things blue, you'll find a lot of things blue. Absolutely. You get what you yes. focus on with this. Absolutely. So for us non-pilots, we see, oh, let's go fly. Let's have a wonderful day, the wonderful time flying and enjoying each other. Um, it's it's not like getting the car and just going for a, a, a ride and, and enjoying. The- Cars can be passive. How many of you yes. have, have driven home from work and not even known how you got there? Like, oh, yes. I'm home. And you just because your your mind just takes over. Aviation is not that passive. And if mm-hmm. aviation ever becomes that passive for you, you might want to think about a new career or hobby. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Anger, impatience, personal situations have no place in aviation. You are you are spot on with this. So um, Missouri Nation, we've talked a lot here and Magda and I could go on and on about this and we will. Um, as many of you know, you have inspired this. Uh, it was just an idea that I shared, and I am a dreamer. There's no doubt about that. I shared the idea of us creating a co-pilot course, and my goodness, the comments were overwhelming for people wanting this co-pilot course because I don't want just a, a pinch hitter course. Hey, you know, Jason passed out. How do I land mm-hmm. the airplane safely? I want uh, how can we work as a team in the cockpit together course, and that is what we. Uh, Magda and I and the MZRA team are going to work to facilitate and create. So we're really, really excited yes. about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Magda, let's just leave them with two little nuggets of wisdom. Um, if you had to summarize this with one action item, what would it be for pilots, for co-pilots, for each of them? What would it be? How would you summarize this conversation today? Wow. For pilots, Invite your co-pilots, your flying partners to learn more, to get more knowledge, to get involved. Even if our, if it's the simple uh, things, get them involved in the process and they will enjoy aviation better. And for co-pilots, don't be afraid of speaking up. Uh, use your senses. Um, make sure that you you feel safe and you can enjoy the flight. Yes, no doubt. Um, perfectly said. If I had to add to this, it is pilots. You must exercise humility, exercise patience, and you must become the instructor. You cannot you you cannot be upset over your co-pilots doing something that you have not communicated to them. You cannot be upset with your co-pilot because they left the ropes all over the ramp when you never took the time to show them how to properly coil the ropes up as you want. You cannot be upset for unmet expectations that you failed to communicate. 
I need you to be patient. Mm-hmm. And I need you to have a humble attitude with a willingness to teach is what I really need you to focus on with that. Don't try to do it all in one flight. Say, hey, this flight, we're just going to focus on teaching how to help untie the airplane, take the chocks up, and, and what they're looking for in a dummy check. And that's it. Don't even worry about propeller spinning stuff. Just worry about the ground stuff. Next flight, we work, we reinforce that and we show two or three things they can do in the airplane. We'll cover more of this in the co-pilot course. And really in the co-pilot course, I'm having new ideas for it now too. There needs to be a teaching aspect for the pilots. So the pilots understand what we have taught their co-pilots. Yes. So the pilot can go reinforce that. There needs to be some videos they watch together perhaps in there as well. What a great idea. I had to imagine. We're just making this course up along here, right? We're just adding to it. So Mm -hmm. M0 Nation, this is a very long podcast for us. Normally I'm like a quick to the point, 15 minutes, you're on your lunch break or something. Listen to this. This is longer than normal. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you, if you enjoy seeing Magda in the videos, leave us a comment uh, below if you're watching this or if you're just hearing her voice as well, let us know. So uh, we can get more of her uh, in the videos uh, as well with that. But you all are a blessing to us, to uh, the M0A team, uh, to one another. Uh, Be a light in a dark, crazy place right now uh, and just be that light everywhere you go from the airport to work to everywhere else. Uh, You have to be blessed to be a blessing as well. So have an outstanding, wonderful rest of your day. And most importantly, remember, the good pilot is always learning. Have a wonderful day, everyone. We'll see you.